Time once again for the Built by Bama online podcast. This one on a football Friday, getting you ready for another big weekend. The Alabama Crimson Tide hosting the Ole Miss Rebels on Saturday afternoon at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Kickoff set for a little bit after 2.30. And that game will air, of course, on CBS. But we're joined today by Hank South, recruiting analyst at BamaOnline.com. We like to go what I call around the horn with Hank South as we head into game weekends because in association with those home games, you typically have a really nice turnout from a recruiting perspective. And not just in football, by the way, because we're going to talk about a very important basketball visitor a little bit later in the podcast. But Hank, let's start with the biggest news since we last spoke. And that obviously involves Bryce Young, the five-star quarterback from Southern California, a USC commit previously, as a matter of fact, he flips as you, you tried to let us know that in, in, <laughs> in reading the tea leaves. If you did that a week ago when we had you on, uh, Hank, that certainly played out that way over last weekend. So let's start there, Hank. Let's talk about the immediate impact of Bryce Young, not only in terms of what it'll mean for Alabama, perhaps as early as next spring. But also, has there been maybe a ripple effect in terms of the news and how it's been received by some other targets out there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at in terms of what he can bring to this team immediately when he, when he enrolls in the spring is, you know, obviously it's going to be a quarterback competition um, with guys like Mac Jones, Talia Tongavalo and Paul Tyson. But, um, you know, in, in comparison to a guy like Tua, he, he's very similar in terms of Overall ability, obviously they're both the number one dual threat quarterbacks in their respective classes, but um, you kind of just watch their tape and they both kind of just play, watch their tape coming out of high school and they both just play with that kind of relaxed, loose play style. They're both incredibly efficient or coming out of high school. We're both incredibly efficient and two has obviously carried that throughout his college career, but uh, you know, arm talents there, accuracies there. Um, I think Bryce Young's probably a little bit more effective with his legs, and we saw that obviously a couple weeks ago when he when he played St. Francis Academy. And we're going to see him again tonight on ESPNU as he plays St. John's College out in D.C. Um, so you know, very similar uh, quarterbacks, and you know, I know there's been a couple pieces on 24/7 Sports about um, you know there's not really going to be a drop off at the quarterback position in, in the post Tua era uh, with a guy like Bryce Young, and so you know, big big pickup um, for the future of this program. And then in terms of on the recruiting trail, uh, there's been a lot of buzz about about uh, the Bryce Young flipping from USC. Uh, you know, there, there's several album is obviously still on on uh, recruiting several of these elite wide receiver targets. They have three guys committed, all three of which um, are pumped up about the addition uh, of Bryce. Um, and, and then you got guys like Kayshawn Booty, Arian Smith, Xavier Henderson, these uh, the, they're pretty much primary three targets at the wide receiver position that that uh, all kind of have taken notice of of the addition. Um, and then a guy like Eric Gilbert, obviously the number one tight end in the nation that Bama's trying to secure a commitment from. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, as, as the fall goes on and as these visitors weekends continue on, you know, we got Ole Miss this weekend, Arkansas next month. Uh, obviously, LSU is going to be a big game. Tennessee is going to be a big game. Uh, I, I think we're going to see these visitors weekends really start to pick up and and we'll talk about it here in a minute with with the visitors list but uh, we're already seeing maybe a little bit of a ripple effect as soon as Bryce Young flipped we saw Xavier Henderson set up an official visit for this weekend um, during the Ole Miss game so there's a lot of buzz a lot of excitement you know it's it's very similar in my opinion to kind of what we saw with Tua in the 2017 cycle 
once he committed, we really start to we, we started to see these these wide receiver targets really start to, um, I, I guess, trend up with Alabama. You know, Jerry Judy committed that following July. Um, Henry Ruggs and Devonte Smith waited until late in the process, but obviously both jumped on board late. And so um, it, it can have a huge impact on the recruiting trail. And I think we're going to start seeing signs of that as we go further throughout the fall. Now, you kind of touched on this a, a second ago. Going to be able to watch Bryce Young in modern day uh, up in D.C. on Friday night, right? Is that is, is that an ESPNU game, Hank? It is. Talk about yes. the matchup and you know what viewers can kind of expect because, as you said, this this is a this is a legitimate prime time matchup when you talk prep football. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we saw them play St. Francis a couple weekends ago, and, and, and St. Francis is about as division one of a high school program and as you can get with all the talent they have on their defense and and offense. And uh, and St. John's isn't isn't too much different, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, Bryce Young's going to face off against uh, several elite prospects, obviously five star uh, linebacker Mikhail Sherman, who's committed to Georgia. Uh, then they have a defensive lineman committed to Clemson named Trey Williams, who's one of the better defensive linemen in the country. Um, got to see him up and close and personal at the uh, at the opening in July, and he, he's a really impressive player. They have several other guys. I have a kind of a little preview post up on on BamaOnline.com right now, but we'll certainly be tested tonight. And you know we saw him get tested two weeks ago, and he he probably had his best game of the season. Oh. Uh, overall game, you know, both through the air and on the ground um, last uh, a couple weeks ago against St. Francis. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be an exciting matchup to watch. And, and it's cool. The Bama fans get to get to see it, you know, just a few days after he flips. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun in Tuscaloosa this weekend as well. Reading up on your coverage there at BamaOnline.com, Hank. Uh, and, and Tim Watts, obviously a big part of that as well as our publisher, it uh, looks like three official visitors for the weekend, um, maybe one commit and a couple of guys that that Alabama's looking to uh, shore things up with, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, you know, we, we've seen each home game kind of pick up in terms of visitor turnout. And this is this is going to be the biggest one in, in terms of numbers, it looks like, or in terms of at least notable targets. Uh, but, yeah, three official visitors. Same thing as last weekend, like we saw, but uh, uh, a little bit different positions. Uh, we're seeing Des Moines Kennedy, Alabama's star inside linebacker commitment from Theodore come up. He's on a bye week um, on an incredible season he's having so far. If you haven't watched his tape or kind of seen the output he he's producing, uh, it's he's he's having a good year and, and he's actually up to number 40 overall in the country in the 24-7 sports rankings. And I think if he continues what he's doing, it's just going to go higher. Uh, McKinley Jackson, who's a defensive tackle target from Mississippi, we've been talking about for at least two years now. Um, he'll be making his first official visit um, of his recruitment out this weekend. Um, he's a guy that's very close to Pete Golding, very close to Sal Sinceri, very close to Brian Baker. So there's a lot of connections there and a lot of reasons to feel optimistic, in my opinion, for Alabama and his recruitment. And then, like I mentioned earlier in the show, Xavier Henderson. And this is an important one because I, I did mention he, he's one of the primary targets at the receiver position. Um, and he's only been to Tuscaloosa once, to my knowledge. Um, and that was for a quick stop in in the month of June. Uh, if you, uh, yeah, in June. I, I don't think he camped, but he, he was on campus for, I think, you know, just an afternoon um, on his way back from another visit. So this is going to be his first kind of elongated look at Alabama. Um, obviously, you know, he, he's got um, he has kind of a longstanding relationship with Alabama. Actually, um, um, Bama recruited his older brother, C.J. Henderson, um, the, the star cornerback at Florida back in the 2017 cycle. 
And so uh, Xavier got to know Nick Saban and kind of the, the coaching staff through that uh, through that experience. So he, he's familiar with everything, but uh, obviously he just hasn't been to campus that much. So it will be an important weekend for him. Um, and those are the official visitors. And then, uh, you know, there, there's several bye weeks around the country. You know, we're not seeing Georgia or Tennessee play. So a lot of the guys in the state of Georgia, a lot of underclassmen are making their way over. Um, the visitors list is posted over at BimOnline.com. One uh, notable 2020 unofficial visitor, um, I'd say, is uh, Jamil Burroughs, who was the one-time Georgia commit that uh, recently reopened his recruitment, and he is trending to Alabama. And this is his first visit back to Tuscaloosa since being an uncommitted recruit. So that'll be one to watch for sure. And then um, obviously, you know, uh, get some momentum going with that. That 2021 class um, this weekend will be important as well. Um, so let's talk about what's left out there for this Alabama class, because we know there aren't a ton of slots. But in previous conversations that we've had, uh, Hank, there's been talk about guys that are still looking around, guys that are committed to Alabama. And I, I noted some of that was happening at the wide receiver position, which has obviously been a place of emphasis for the Alabama staff. With Bryce Young coming on board, do you expect that to sort of settle down now, that guys become more cemented maybe in their commitments to Alabama, or is 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 some of that still in play? Yeah, I think we might see some of them take some visits, but I think with the addition of Bryce and, and kind of just how they were already, I, I don't think these guys were really wavering all too much. Uh, you know, we, we've seen Javon Baker take some visits. Treshawn Holden's been really active taking visits on the West Coast. But um, I, I think especially with a guy like Treshawn Holden, um, I, I think this really cements him in the class. You know, he, he's very close with Bryce Young since making the move out to the West Coast this past offseason. Um, and, and I think this just helps even more. You know, wide receivers are going to be kind of chomping at the bit to try to get in this class, in my opinion, having a guy like Bryce Young on board. And, and I go back to that kind of Tua effect we saw with with Judy, Tyrell Shavers, Devontae Smith and Henry Ruggs in that in that 2017 class. And so I, I really don't think at this point uh, there's too much risk at those guys um, changing their minds on Alabama. With all the the bang that has come with the, the Bryce Young commitment, is there still one position, if you look at fulfilling and, and finalizing this 2020 class, where Alabama still has the most work to do, which spot would that be, Hank? It's tough because, you know, it's not a huge body of work needed to be done, but, you know, the tight end position um, with this class and, and the elite guys that are in it at that position, like Eric Gilbert, like Darnell Washington, Theo Johnson, I think finishing that strong, just getting a guy like Eric Gilbert is is, is a is something that's atop the the to do list for Alabama um, in terms of just sheer numbers and kind of different directions this class could go. I think the defensive line you look at, um, obviously they, they've got guys committed right now, but um, I, I think you could probably make the case for about 10 names that are still kind of just in that mix as far as um, other guys we could see possibly end up in this class. And so um, I, I think the most pressing need, in my opinion, looking at everything is, is finishing tight end strong, just in terms of the need you have and the available talent out there um, in terms of, you know, just, several different directions we, we could see it go I would say the defensive line yeah and look there's there's never enough big guys as we right. know on either side of the ball and uh you're right I mean we're seeing Kendall Randolph a converted offensive lineman right now you know getting a, a look at tight end uh so that kind of tells you about the need Alabama has for for guys that can fulfill that every down all around sort of bill 
that they like at the position. As we let you out of here, Hank, uh, we got to talk some hoops because a five-star, we talk five-stars on campus a lot of times in relation to Alabama football, but uh, Nate Oates and that staff, Antoine Petway, the rest of that gang, uh, definitely have a big-timer for the 2020 class in Tuscaloosa for the next couple of days. Yeah, you know, they hosted some 2021 guys last weekend, and then uh, they, they got the, the big fish coming in this weekend, 2020 class, five-star combo guard, Namari Burnett, taking his uh, his first visit, I believe, out to Tuscaloosa on an official. And, uh, you know, there, there's if you've been following along on this one, I know Evan Daniels, our, our national uh, director of basketball scouting and all that good stuff at 24-7 Sports, he's He's uh, I, I believe he's written that he, he kind of feels good about where uh, Bama stands right now with Namari Burnett entering this visit. Obviously, you know, he's got offers galore from around the country. And I, I know he's got a an official visit set up to Oregon next month and I believe Texas Tech as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're watching the crystal ball and kind of watching how this has played out a little bit, it looks like there's some reasons for optimism um, for Alabama with this visit. And, you know, talk about, you know, a, a guy that could really get your your first inaugural class. Uh, off and running for Nate Oates if if Namari Burnett were to jump on board. Currently, there's not a 2020 commit in Bama's um, class. Um, so, you know, I, I think he would be a welcomed one um, if, if he decided to pop. So big, big visit. Um, and, and it looks like, you know, recruiting basketball recruiting visits have really been starting to pick up here um, in the last few weeks. Yeah. And look, uh Yes, that we know that Nate Oates has brought in some guys in, in that sort of transition class, but absolutely, as far as his first full effort with this staff goes, uh, you bring in an Amari Burnett, and it seems to me anyway, I don't cover this daily like you do, Hank or Tim, but uh, does as well, but uh, being able to attract the attention of guards with this style of play that Nate Oates employs. He's not afraid to go with two point guards on the floor together. In fact, I think that's what he prefers. I, I get the sense, Hank, this is going to become more of the norm under Nate Oates, that we're going to see high-profile combo guards, guards in general, uh, at least take a long look at Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I yeah, I didn't mean to kind of downplay what he was able to do in the spring when he first got hired and getting guys like uh, uh-huh. Javon Quinterly and uh, and those guys on board. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you look and kind of if you follow kind of the offers and, and who they're going to visit, it, it seems like it's just, yeah, the, these elite guards, these elite combo guards they've been they've been going after and obviously having Namari Burnett on this visit this weekend. And then, um, you know, you look beyond just uh, just the 2020 class and they have a guy like uh, J.D. Davison that was on an official visit. Um, that's a guy from in-state. I have no idea how to say his hometown's name, but he's from Alabama, uh, Calhoun High School. Um, he was on an official visit last weekend, um, and we're kind of just seeing it pick up more and more and more as we go on. So, um, you know, guys took notice of him while he was at Buffalo of his coaching style, and that that's one thing. And I think I mentioned it on our last podcast um, recently that you know you talk to guys and they're like, oh yeah, I watched him at Buffalo. I saw what he was able to do. So he's already kind of built this brand for himself, and now he's at a SEC school, SEC school um, with Alabama. I think it's just going to continue to grow couple of crystal balls, as you alluded to, uh, for Bur- Burnett to Alabama. You ready to go there, Hank? You ready to throw <laughs> your hat in the ring there? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'd like to I'd like to see how this visit goes um, this weekend. <laughs> um, obviously, like I said, he's got the visits to go uh, still remaining. So I want to watch that. I'll be a little bit more conservative with, with this one. <laughs> sage, a sage approach right, by the right. veteran. 
Hank South. Well, Hank, as always, a lot of fun with you here on the Built by Bama online podcast. Always a wealth of information for us here on the podcast. And if you haven't already, we certainly hope you'll subscribe to the Built by Bama online podcast. Leave us a review or rate or rating while you're there. We would certainly appreciate it. For Hank South, Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Built by Bama online podcast. We'll talk to you again real soon.